0: Thank <laughs> you. to another episode of Let's Chat About Death. My name is Chris and I will be joined by Annie um, very shortly. But today we're going to be talking about, well, Annie, basically. Uh, Annie is very new to the Bremba team, so I'm sure there's people out there that want to know all about Annie. Um And it is very exciting. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, So let's put our hands together for, if I find the right thing here, uh, put your hands together for Annie. Hello. Hello, hello. 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 Let me just fade this out. I know what I'm doing. Well, not really.
1: You look like you know what
0: you're doing. Oh no, not really. <laughs> we get rid of the crowd and we get rid of that. So welcome. Thank you. Again for another episode of Let's Chat About Death. So you have been with Bremba for how long?
1: About three weeks.
0: Three minutes and twenty five <laughs> seconds. So three <laughs> weeks. Wow, like that's it. gone that's gone very quick. It has gone pretty quick, yeah. hasn't it? Do you reckon you'll get to the month? <laughs>
1: I mean look this is my first my first full week so that's how I feel. Yeah, see how I feel yeah. afterwards.
0: Um, so Annie has been working in the industry for how long now? About a year now. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, not of skill has gone into those 12 months. Um, and we are truly blessed to have Annie as part of the Brember team. Um and yeah, so how did it how did it all start with you? How like why funerals?
1: Um, I sort of had this um, it was a bit of an interest. I didn't know how they worked um when I was younger. I didn't really do a lot of research on them either. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in my mid-teens, my pop passed away. Which was very sad, yeah. um, and after his funeral, um, that sort of it sort of made me want to get into the industry. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah. So,
0: so what were you doing previously before getting into it?
1: Like so, how, yeah. previously I worked um, just in government jobs. I worked at Centrelink for a while, and then I worked. Ah, in crazy job. Cruzy, it was a cruisy job, it was a very cruisy job. Um, that's
0: where all our taxpayer money goes to
1: (laughs) (laughs) paying paying me. Hang on,
0: oh no, the government's here, (laughs) yeah.
1: Um, and then I also worked in employment services,
0: Mm. lovely. Made the switch. So, Annie is the young age of 23, so you've achieved quite a bit, yeah. Seems so, 23 years. (laughs) Um, you're probably quite similar to me as a young young age. You just matured and just went about your business. You wanted to learn and wanted to to try new things rather than, you know, out with your mates getting absolutely pissed and all that type. I'm not saying that you didn't go out and do that. I but I
1: did it. I did it yeah. in my younger years. Yeah. I did it for a year when I turned eighteen. Oh, I you did like, it for a year. Okay, you just said, no, I'm going to give it
0: twelve months, and that's wow. um that was it. That Pretty much. It. I valued yeah. my
1: nine o'clock bedtime too yeah. much.
0: Um, and where were you mainly, like, where were you born? Were you What part of Australia were you born?
1: I was born in Bedford Park in Adelaide.
0: Bedford Park.
1: Bedford Park.
0: And what part of Adelaide's that? No idea. You don't know? No,
1: I've got no idea. you never
0: been back to Bedford Park? <laughs>
1: no, I've never been. Oh, apart from when I was born, I don't think I've ever been to Bedford Park in my life.
0: Wow. That, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where yep, you get tasered in Bedford Park.
1: Not surprised. No, I'm
0: not really sure where Bedford Park is. So well. if anyone knows where Bedford <laughs> Bedford, Bedford, Bedford Park. Park is, let us know on our TikToks. That'll be great. Yep. Um okay. So you've you left school. hmm Um you did some time up north though, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so I lived in I lived in Cairns for ten years. We... Not
0: that Cairns. <laughs> Far out. Oh, You invited me. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: okay. Um, But, yeah, so I moved to Cairns when I was 10. Yeah. Um, Not by myself, obviously. Had my parents with me.
0: You had curlews up there too, didn't you? <laughs>
1: yeah, we had curlews. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for those people that don't know what a curlew is, it's a bird. And they have a very...
1: Interesting call. Yeah,
0: very unique call. Um like Google it. Scream. Really. Yes. Yeah.
1: I was actually at Um Kyabram Fauna Park. Yeah. Over Easter weekend, and they had curlews, at in the zoo, and I was like, well, what do so I think mean?
0: Melbourne Zoo's got them. Yeah, Melbourne no, Zoo's got them as uh, well. Or is it Hillsville? Hillsville Sanctuary, I think, has got them. Oh, I in be where surprised. all the birds and all that are,
1: but obviously, because
0: yeah. uh, they're not lions, are they? Like, <laughs> Far out. But, yeah,
1: they've got them um, at yeah. Hyrum Fauna Park. They are
0: a very beautiful bird. They have big eyes, big eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Um, like they've just been down at the salon and put yep. put some on. But, very
1: long legs. But,
0: oh, my God, do they. It's like <laughs> they someone is so killing someone. <laughs> and I used to live on Magnetic Island, so they were they were around everywhere, like um, – but you got used to them. That and the possums. Oh, yeah. And the kangaroos and the rock wallabies and all the other stuff that came along. Yeah. So so what made you decide to go from up north to down south?
1: I've always really loved Melbourne. Yeah. I used to come on, we used to come Were on holidays. Were you blind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have good taste. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but we used to come on holidays when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, very brief holidays. I think growing up, I wasn't here more than two days. We had to fly in and then yeah, drive across the border. People from Cairns
0: they normally just sort of go, mm, okay, you got a two day stay pretty and that's much, it. Pretty you much, you can you can go. Yeah. Um. So you moved down here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you fall straight into the job?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. So I wanted to, yep. but I was very, I hadn't quite found my footing yet, and I hadn't quite gotten. Settled. Yeah. Um had the wrong shoes on? Pretty much. Wearing a few sizes too. (laughs) That's right. Okay.
0: So you just had to wait wait your turn until
1: I had to grow up
0: a bit. Okay. Yeah. So did you find that trying to get into the industry a really difficult thing? Um, Or did it work okay for you?
1: It kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah. So originally, so before I had two avenues that I wanted to go down. There were two things that I knew that I wanted to do. Yeah. I either wanted to be a florist or I wanted to work in funerals.
0: <clears throat> I'm not not laughing. <laughs> Sounds a florist, like you laugh. <laughs> yes, a florist. A florist. Why why flowers? What was the <laughs> Sorry.
1: Are you eating, I'm just are you I'm interested.
0: I I am interested. <laughs> I was like front row Eating my chips, listening to what you're saying.
1: Not gonna lie to you, cannot tell you, cannot tell you why. I don't think I had a reason, right? I think when I was a kid, I wanted to be a florist because of the B movie, but I think that was like a fleeting one month dream job kind of thing. But there were a lot of florist mm. internships going, and I was like, oh, that could be fun. So I went for a florist internship, didn't get it, and I was like, oh, drats, but that's yep. fine. Um, and then I was at work at my old job Um, and I wasn't really enjoying it. I was sort of, I sort of got comfortable. I was like, I didn't like it, but I was like, yeah, I could just sit in this desk for the rest Mm. of my life and not do anything. Um, And then I was motivated um, by people in my life to not do that. Um, And so I jumped on Seek and I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on in the funeral industry. Um, And a job popped up. So I applied for it and I got it.
0: Wow! It
1: was very, it was very right place, right time. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Um, and was it was when you got employment into it? Was it what you thought it was going to be?
1: Um, it was, but it also wasn't. I think so. I started off as an FDA. That's all I've done. Um, and it was pretty much exactly what it was like. Mm. What was explained to me during my interview. So I didn't go in not knowing what I was doing but I was I wasn't also expecting um I wasn't expecting oh, I can't <laughs> I can't yeah. I, You know it was but it wasn't there's yeah. I, I think that there's you know it's quite hard to explain how that works but I think that I didn't expect to love that particular role as much as I did. I think yep. when I when I first started I was like this is you know this is a great role but you know like it's a good foot in the door for what I want to do but I think I just fell in love with the role. Yeah. And I was like this is it.
0: Yeah. And then it's like anything and obviously when I first started too it was, you know um, I think it was just right place right time. Mm. Um, and we had come down from Queensland we gave ourselves I think 6 weeks to get a job. If yep. we didn't find a job, then we were gone. Mm-hmm. You know, but obviously when I started twenty three years ago, the industry was so different, you know. And when I think about it now, I was so I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Like and I was like a dog, you know, waiting for a treat. It's like, come on, give me something else, give me something else. Yeah. You know, and I'd follow I'd follow my mentor around everywhere that he would go. And at times it's like, Come on, come on, back away, back away. <laughs> it's like, well, But I I just watched and learnt. That's how I did it. And that's what I try to educate people with now when when they start working for us too is listen and watch, you know, and because we all have skills Mm -hmm. but then it's the ability of being able to pick up all the old school ways too. Mm -hmm. What I find now with the industry is they employ people that have no – I don't know if it's people skills, and this job is two hundred percent dealing with people. Yeah, and if you can't talk to people, then you shouldn't be doing it. But a lot of the time, it's can you can you balance a checkbook? Can you you know cut cut price? Can you do this? Can you do that? Are you a marketer? Can mm-hmm. you know? And they're focusing on just getting the job you know, undercutting everyone else. So yep. I was – I ended up having to play like that because once you become a manager and stuff like that, you sort of go, well, I don't really want to do this. But um, – so, yeah, I, I, I totally get what you mean about when you come in. You, you know it's – yeah, it is different but it's same. Like, Yeah. Um, but it's the repetition of things, you know. Yeah, you might have to clean that car four times <laughs> – you know, in a matter of a couple of days, or you might have to, you know, uh, clean a toilet, or um, like what you did today, iron sheets, or um, and you know what, folks, she loves ironing. <laughs> I don't know any other person on this planet that really enjoys ironing. Um, but you did a stint in um, the the navy um, uh, cadet program, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I was a navy cadet for years. Yeah. Years. I think. God, maybe four or five years.
0: So why why didn't you go down that way? Like I did. Oh, you did? Yeah,
1: so I, so I applied to the Navy and that was all good and I was going through everything. Um,
0: didn't want to shave your head?
1: No, it wasn't that I didn't want to shave my head. I would have shaved my head had they asked me to. I didn't want to stay in Cairns and that's where I was going to be, ah. that's where I was going to end up because that's... Cans, cans. I didn't want to stay there, and that's I was using the military as my ticket out. Yeah, and so I switched to the air force, and I got into the air force, um, and I had an enlistment date and everything. Mm. Like I was, I was ready to go twenty seventh of February. That's when I was leaving, and then I decided, actually, I don't want to. Like I was mm. like, oh, I'll just defer for six months. I've just like I just left school
0: because then you probably would have had to have been based in Townsville then, wouldn't you?
1: Um, no, so I was actually, um, so I was going to go down to, I think it was Wagga for, yeah, it was Wagga for basic training for yeah. three months. And then I had to Wagga, do Wagga Wagga. Wagga. <laughs> I had to do an extra, I had to do an extra, um, 15 months cause I got in as a, um, avionics technician. Um, so I had to do an extra 15 months. I think it was, it's been years, oh. so I can't exactly remember, but yeah, so I had to do quite a while, and that was in Walker, and that was fine. And then I had, um, I had my, um, my sort of preferences. I had somewhere in WA for some reason. I'm not sure why. I've never been to yeah, WA. It's like, hmm. As far away from as Cairns far, as I yeah, could get. Let's
0: get away.
1: But I also had Laverton.
0: Oh, okay. Like yeah. Down
1: near Point Cook, and so I was like, that'll be my ticket to Melbourne. And then I think I realized it got to the it got to the it got to the September of that year when I was supposed to go and I was like I can just go to Melbourne like I don't have to be in the military to no, go. No. No. And then I was like this whole using the military as my ticket out is going to make me incredibly unhappy. Um and so I was like I don't want to I don't want to do that. So I withdrew my application and haven't looked back. Yep, pretty much. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the old technician, eh? Mm. Yeah. yeah, which
1: good thing because pretty much everybody who I went to school with, who you know, went and joined the defence forces, um, have all left now. So, oh, really? Yeah, and they are a lot stronger the people than I am, so I yeah. probably would have left Far as well out. Like now.
0: But yeah, yeah. Look, I think I think people do a certain amount of time, and then they go, you know, enough's enough. Because yeah. I guess there's that, you know, once you're there and, I mean, you can be sent sent overseas or, like, even, you know, you got to do two years here or three years there and then we're going to move you to there. And, um, like, I know a guy that's in the Navy and, yeah, he he just gets moved from pillar to post every yep. – I mean, you can put in where you want to go but at the end of the day it's up to them too, isn't yeah. it? Like, we need you in Sydney or mm-hmm. we need you in Cairns or
1: yep. – and I, I saw it a lot with my brother as well. My brother was in the army for quite a while... Um, ...and then he made the switch to the Air Force. Um, mm. And he has been all over the place. In the past three years he's lived in Brisbane, Sydney, Canberra. Like he's, you know. Yeah, there's no been, no secure footing. Yeah, he's been posted everywhere. With when everything was going on... ...I can't remember the countries, how ignorant of me. could have been Afghanistan and somewhere yeah. else... Um, ...where they had to evacuate all of the women and children. My brother had to go over and do that. So he was, you know, he was one of the ones evacuating I don't think it ever
0: prepares you enough. You know, you do your training, you do all of that. But to (coughs) then, you know, like you're now in another country... ...and the risk of you getting, you know, blown to smithereens is quite high. Yep. Um, Wow. Yeah. Well, we like you being in the funeral industry. <laughs> I like being um, in the industry. And system. I think the universe does things for a reason. I think that's the big thing too. That's how I find it.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: so what – is there any anything in the industry that triggers you? Like do you find, oh, when you do children's funerals, I mean they're sad, but like is there any anything that you've thought, oh, yeah, if I get a run of that then it makes me, you
1: know. I think that um – Children and babies and young people—they're heartbreaking. They're very sad. The ones that affect me the most are the middle-aged mothers because I can—I yeah. picture my own mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would be very different if I had children. Um, I think mm. children's—not um, that they don't affect me—but um, they would affect me in a much different way.
0: So, how about people your age, though?
1: Um, people my age, it. Um, Honestly, occasionally, I've only gotten one my age um, and it scared me because he was healthy, perfectly healthy. There was Mm. nothing wrong with him. Um, And just one day he was no longer alive and it was it was genuinely natural. Like he didn't. Yeah, there's you know, no rhyme or reason for it. No, it's just it's and happened. That terrified me because I was like this perfectly healthy twenty-two year old. Yeah, it just doesn't wake up one day, and that absolutely terrified me. Yeah, that really, really scared me. Um, so of course they're sad, and I feel sad about them. But I think people my age who aren't sick beforehand, who um, don't. Make themselves that way. Yeah. Um, they are the ones that they scare me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Oh like yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. What's,
1: what's saying that's not gonna happen to me? You know. So I ha- think. Have you
0: have you had a lot of um, traumatic ones like um, motor vehicle and train or a lot of suicide or?
1: We have had we have had mm, well, I've had um, a couple of suicide ones. Um, I did do I did assist in the mortuary for somebody who had been in a motorcycle accident, and that was pretty traumatic.
0: Turns you off riding the damn thing, I yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Far out. Um, Doesn't matter if you like them or not. No. Just don't hop on them.
1: Mm-mm, that's wow. exactly right. Woof. But yeah, I think uh-huh. that I think that I was um, I think being so young and being so new in the mm. industry, I was um, coddled a little bit. Yeah. So I haven't – I'm yet to see a lot of more traumatic ones.
0: Yeah. Well, look, unfortunately – yeah. We we just never know when that call's going to ring. That call's going to ring. That (laughs) phone's going to ring. And one day I'll learn how to speak English um, (laughs) properly. Uh, And, you know, I know with us and how I was taught is it's baby steps – you know, never going to expose you to a full autopsy case, yeah, with everything open and whatever, and go, oh well, that's your job. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that's how the industry has been over the years. Yeah. Um, but I think we even discussed it on a, on on our la- last podcast is about support is having a your work colleagues to be there. Um, ...and obviously having good management, having mm-hmm. um, the ability to talk about anything... ...be personal or professional mm-hmm. and know that when you leave for that day... ...that you're a little bit more comfortable. It's not saying that you can't cry on the way home or cry when you get home or whatever. But it's more of the fact to know that you're supported. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, I know when I when I was going through the corporate system... Early days were fine, you know, no issue. And then as soon as things got a little bit heated, it became a little bit more um, that's your job, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I just uh, – that's still in my head. It's your job. It's your job. But it's not. It's, you know, we try to say to people um, what we do is a hard job. Um, and, you know, we're dealing with people's emotions. We're dealing with people's loved ones. Um ...we're trying to make it good for everyone... ...but then we're having to battle with people's grief. Um, they get angry, they get sad, they get... ...they don't want to talk about anything, they can't make decisions. Um, yeah, there's a, lot. <laughs> there's a lot of pressure applied to us as directors. So, um, but yeah, like I said... ...we're very, very, very happy to have you part of the Bremba team and... Um, you know, I always say it's it's the start of, you know, for the rest of your life. Because even though you've worked in the industry for 12 months with another company um, and they've all been good, you know, good introductions to hearse driving, to um, mortuary preparation, but you've just noticed in the last three weeks, and we spoke about this off-air too, is about how it's same but it's different. Mm-hmm. ...you know, and how we do our mortuary, how we, you know, yeah, we've got older cars... ...but does that make it any different? No, it doesn't. You know, our coffins, our our premises, all of those type of things are are different but same. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just want everyone to be, um, you know, very proud of where they work for... ...or who they work for, where they work and... You know, that's – people are going to come to you, Annie, because of you. They're not going to come to Brembo because of Bremba, unless mm. they know me. But you have to be – yeah, it's like you know, you've got to represent that brand, yeah. you know. And especially this industry because whatever you do on the outside, it's like we're prison, but, <laughs> you know, it does take commitment and it does take sacrifice Yeah, and ...sacrificing that there's times where you're going to have to be pulled away... ...from your family or your partner because something's happened... ...and you need to go and do it. Mm-hmm. And commitment means that you're 24-7 no matter what, you know. Um, but we had an instance, you know, on I think it was Saturday... ...I had already done, you know, half a day... ...and then I had to call, I had to call uh, uh, Nicole in to, to come and look after the other half. She wasn't on call, anything else like that... ...but it was just call out and... ...you come in and you do it. Um, And I think it's probably the only industry that works like that. You know, where it's, yeah, whatever you do out socially... ...if you have a few drinks that you just make sure... ...that you don't publicise when everything happens, you know. Um, But uh, for those people that want to get into the industry... ...reach out to your local funeral home. That's all you need to do. And yeah, yeah, you'll be knocked down a few times... And you'll probably go, oh, bugger it, I'm not going to do it anymore and whatever. But uh, is there any courses that you can really do? Not really. They used to. Um, but then like anything, anything death related, the, the tapes and all that think, oh, that's morbid and no one whatever wants to talk about it. But mm-hmm. unfortunately we're probably, we're a very professional service but we're not qualified to do it. We don't have any qualifications. Unless yep. you've done whatever, um, and you don't really need to have qualifications because the majority of the time it's all done on the job. Mm-hmm. You learn by what you do. Um, so no, like I said, we're very very happy to have you on board, and I hope for those people out there um, that you've learnt a little bit about a little bit about Annie, um, and I'm sure moving forward you'll hear a lot more from her um, and her journey. Um, Maybe on, you know, a few TikToks or something like that. So yeah, get into that. Um I really want to do the thriller. <laughs> you know, and we all yeah, get together yep. and do that thriller. We just gotta learn the learn the um the dance.
1: The dance. Yeah. Um,
0: which I think it's all just hands and claws and whatever. But I reckon we could learn it. I reckon, afternoon. yeah, I don't think it'd be that hard, would it? I don't know.
1: <clears throat> it wouldn't take too long.
0: No. So um yep oh well look there we are that's our that's our time up um but thank you very much annie for joining us again thank you and allowing us to learn about you and yeah well i've learned some stuff today too that she didn't tell me in the interview. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> not our issue. I um, like the job now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Contract signed.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's all done. Thank you so much, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed that episode. And until we talk again, enjoy.